the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon to you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday afternoon. It's springtime. so gorgeous out. Lovely. If you are in western mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, or pretty much anywhere in the sound of my voice on terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. it's a Lovely. spectacular day. Mm-hmm. Talked to my brother today in Virginia Beach. What's it like there? Excellent, he said. Great. Yes, high 70s today and sunny. So maybe all over the east could be. Uh, for those of you who are listening online, your weather could be anything. Could be anything. What do right? you mean? Well, I mean, it could be could, someone's listening in Iceland and then oh. it could, there could be Is anybody something crazy. In Iceland? We had a listener from Iceland who used to get in touch with us regularly. What happened? I don't know. I haven't heard from him Part in a of while. the iceberg fell off and Maybe. he's floating somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. All right. um, anyway, happy Friday. Something strange has happened. You and I are wearing the same shirt. No, no, just no, in a no, different no, color. no, no. It's very close. It is? It's it very, is? It's very close. I don't think so. It's we, hmm, pretty yeah. close. Uh-huh. All right. Like, seriously, we have white buttons. We have, it's a button down. It's, we, do you have a pocket? You don't have a pocket. No pocket. Okay. Mine's pink. Yours is blue. Yeah. We have to stop this. Separated at birth. Exactly. What? Again. And about 10 years. Whatever. Or, or you know, a little more. <laughs> Long delivery. Give or take. Yeah. Whatever. Happy Friday. I, I don't think it's too late to say. No, is it? no. of course it isn't. Your Come weekend on. has begun. Fabulous. Fabulous. Though. Thank you. And sir? That's not, it's not him. Not him. Okay. No, but there's that, well, that was pedestrian. Woo! Thank you. I'm out of practice. Thank you. You are. It's Gary Dixon there. That was pedestrian applause. Thank you, Gary. That no, was that's... just polite. Listen, how can you not be excited about this springtime? Uh, I know. You, it's so nice. Are you going to run this uh, Sunday? In the marathon? Mm-hmm. Do you know me? Mm-hmm. No. I okay. hate running. Yeah. I, I really hate it. Well, 35,000 people are going to run know. this marathon. Well, now you're making me feel guilty. I like mean, I'm no. missing something. No, no. Do you like the marathon? Mm, no. I think the marathon would be great if it was mm-hmm. on Saturday. Right. But the fact that it completely screws up the schedules of every city church... It's a total mess. Right. So you're not going to run. Gare, uh, are you going to go out there and run a little bit during the marathon? No. <laughs> John, you? Nope. Okay. I'm 68 years old. Yeah. I'm not running in a marathon. Right, okay. right. Mm. He sounds very certain of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Better days ahead. Uh, will you do anything? I couldn't run one when I was Neither could eight, I. Yeah, eight, me neither. Nine, I was a horrible, I've always been a horrible runner. Yeah, yeah. 5K horrible. was the most I ever got to. Right. I remember in sixth grade having to run the 600-yard dash. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really – it's not a dash. Dash. It's, I had to run 600 mm-hmm. yards. I had a terrible time. I mean, I finished, but I was, like, Couldn't dying by yeah, the end. Yeah. Just – I don't I, – yeah, I'm really bad at running. Well, God bless the runners. Exactly. Yeah, I hope yeah, it's a wonderful yeah, day, good. and it looks like it will be. All right. 
So, uh, news? Anything going on? Uh, well, there's a lot going on. Is Coming it? up in our 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about Bill Cower getting an honorary doctorate at the Duquesne graduation when this weekend. When you get an honorary doctorate, yeah. are you, do you call that person now as a Dr. Cower? Or is it f- you can. Mm. Uh, it seems kind of fake. Is that Jill Biden? N- no. Is she a doctor? You mean Jill Biden? Yeah. No, she's an actual doctor. Okay, she is. All right. Yeah. But not, not, a, not, not a, a medical doctor. Not a, not a physician. But a, right. a doctor is still a doctor. You get your doctorate. Oh, so. yeah. But Bill Cowher. But Cowher's, an honorary doctorate. Yeah, I don't think so. Still a nice honor. Yeah, I think it is. Also, we'll talk about faith healing. Oh, uh, What is it? Is it something that we, should, we can count on? Like... There are a lot of different perspectives on this. Anyway, Roger Olson will be with us at 510 to talk about that. Also, Mm. Vermont removes residency requirements for medically assisted deaths. So basically, Vermont says, if you want to die, come here. That is really, really dark and depressing. I thought it was known for maple syrup. Well, it's known for now death, Mm, I guess. Also, the Week in Review, things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend. Coming up in this hour, don't forget this or that. Mm, Coming up at 425. Okay, that's a Friday show. So without further ado, though, the news uh, continues to revolve around the world. Please give us the top four at four. For Friday, May 5th, 2023. Happy Seagull Maya. You as well. Number five, the North Carolina Senate voted 29-20 yesterday entirely along party lines to advance legislation prohibiting most abortions after 12 weeks of gestation, with exceptions for rape and incest up to 20 weeks, life-limiting anomalies up to 24 weeks, and life of the mother. The bill also appropriates money for child and foster care programs, contraception, and paid parental leave for teachers and government employees. North Carolina's Democrat governor says he'll he'll veto the measure but republicans who have super majorities believe they have the votes to override him that battle goes on all across the country that's from today's dispatch number two in today's mit technology review which i read often mm-hmm. actually i just kind of stumbled upon it this morning jessica hamzalu details a groundbreaking brain surgery john that doctors performed on a baby girl before she was born. This is a uh, seven-week-old child. She's one of the first people to have undergone an experimental brain operation while still in the womb. It probably saved her life. She had developed a dangerous condition uh, that led blood to pool in a portion of her brain. It could have resulted in brain damage, heart problems, blah, blah, blah. Could have been fatal. But her parents signed up for a clinical trial of this surgical treatment, and it materialized. The team behind the operation now plans to treat more fetuses this way. Similar brain conditions might benefit, they say, from the same approach. How old was she when the surgery was performed? She was at, I think she was at 22 weeks gestation. Amazing. It's absolutely incredible. That's also from today's dispatch. Number three. A senior U.S. official cast serious doubt over Russia's ability to continue waging its war in Ukraine with an ammunition shortage, a clear and pressing concern for Moscow, as it appears to drive a big wedge, John, between the Defense Ministry of Moscow and this private mercenary group who's been working on their behalf, the Wagner Group. Yeah. You know, you've read about mm-hmm, that. Um, the boss of the Wagner mercenary group fumed on a video today. Did you see it? No. It's really something about his fighters. He's he's indicating men who have died who are right next to him. And he says they have been laid to waste on the front lines without sufficient ammunition. Horrible. War is horrible. 
Sure is. He says he's pulling Wagner units out of Bakhmut because in the absence of ammunition, they're doomed to perish senselessly. Read more about that in CBS News. And number four, officials in central New Jersey recently discovered a quarter ton of what left in a wooded area with no explanation? Pasta. And that is your top four at four. What do you mean? There were like boxes of gorilla? It's very in the strange. Woods? A mix of... A mix of <laughs> A mix of spaghetti, noodles, and macaroni had to be cleaned up by public crews last week, shortly after officials discovered a bizarre scene. I'm reading here from the Associated Press. Mm. The pasta was removed from its packaging, dumped illegally along a creek, and then, of course, it rained, and so it looked like the pasta was cooked. Uh, The Department of Public Works, which is the one who was responsible for the site, believe that um, it was only soggy, not because it had all been cooked, but because of the rain, and that they think they know who did it, but that it is a person they care deeply about who is in a quote unquote sensitive situation. <laughs> what? what? Wait, the public works cares deeply mm-hmm. about the person. Yes, the public works. They're in a yes. sensitive situation. Uh-huh. They know, so they, think, gonna... they think, <laughs> they think they know who did it, uh-huh. but it's a person they care deeply about and who is in a sensitive situation. <laughs> I, did not know. I don't know how that carries over into dumping pasta. Right. Public Works, they care deeply. I don't know. I'm just reading you what it says. You can check out more on ABC News. Maybe it's connected to the Supreme Court leaker. Could be one of the same. It's one person who's leaking everything. And positive. One hundred one point five WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school. If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at WordFM.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at WordFM.com. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Eight actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. What about competitiveness and Christian believers? You good with that? I mean, right, everyone's competitive, isn't it? Aren't we? I mean, you know I love sports. Yeah. And I'm ready to talk trash on anyone else who has... <laughs> Differing opinions. Differing opinions. Or, or I mean, I, Yeah, I think competition's good. I mean, you have to keep it in its right place. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good for everybody. Yeah. Why? Do you do you not like it? <laughs> no, I love it. I, I got no problem That's with it. I'm no. pretty sure we were just at a baseball game <laughs> yeah, the other night. No, you know me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dr. Richard Miles back with us. He's been a regular guest of our show over the many years. He is the author of multiple books, also a professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary, where he served as president for 20 years. Dr. Miles' recent book is called Restless Faith, Holding Evangelical Beliefs in a World of Contested Labels. Hey, Richard. How you doing? Hey, and uh, greetings to you from Dodger country to uh, the home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Thank you, Richard. I mean, is it an appropriate time for me to bring up the fact that uh, the uh, Pirates swept your Dodgers? Yeah. <laughs> the Pirates are having a really good season. Well, it's still early, Richard. It's still we're... early, and it's been a very long time, so we're not yeah. jumping. Uh, it's a good start. I mean, they're not the Rays, but they're, they're it's right. a good start. They're yeah. clearly not the Rays. Not I think we've proved yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, so talk to us about competitive sports and how competition could be a good thing well i mean let me, let me start first of all because you know you guys are fans that's obvious we are yeah uh, i think being fans is a good thing uh i think uh, being uh, caring about a local team yeah you know? Uh, that's a good thing, and it can be a unifying thing. I was in a I was in a city in the south. I won't tell you which one, but uh, they were thinking about having uh, a farm team come in, and and uh, yeah. they were going to build a stadium. And you know, they I, I read up on it. Minor league baseball. And um, it turns out that I, I said, you know, I think this would be a great thing for the city. I mean, they had a. A military base nearby, that was one culture, a lot of military people. They had increasing numbers of immigrants from Africa, and they had Ethiopian restaurants in town and that kind of thing. And they had an African-American community, and they had a a white community. And uh, I was saying, you know, if, if, if you could have a kind of common community of fans from those different uh, segments of society and bring them together to cheer for the same thing. That can be a good, a really good, good community building effort. Yeah, you know? I mean, I believe that's true. I mean, sports is a great equalizer, right? I mean, you go to a sports football game. Sports and music. Game, sports and music, yeah. 
I mean, you go to any baseball or football or hockey game, you'll see people from, you know, different ethnicities and age ranges and income brackets. People love to root for whoever is with them. Right. And there's a common thing. I mean, just that, you know, going to Dodger Stadium, as you guys must experience in Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, you start off with the national anthem and you look down a row and people from different races, ethnicities, uh, people whose religious garb, you know, tells who they are religiously, and yet they're uh, they're honoring the same flag. They're you know, yep. they're, there's a, there's a kind of unifying thing there, and uh, in a world of polarizations mm-hmm. and of uh, diversities, I think that fandom can be a good thing for a city, for a community. But you know that that whole thing of competition. Uh, I I hear a lot of sort of you know it's a bad thing and. You get some anti-capitalist kind of rhetoric on on that and the like. But just think of this very simple thing. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and and they have not yet fallen. So we have here sinless human beings, not yet fallen. And they they discover kind of a version, early version of the the game of checkers. Hmm. And they play. Uh, they're obviously competing. I mean, they each want to win. But it doesn't have to be that they each want to destroy the other in winning. But you can think of this as their matching of wits, you know, testing out strategies. They're using each other as reference points for for improvement Mm -hmm. of skills and strategies and the like. And that can be a very good thing. I had a colleague once when I taught at Kelvin College, we both taught ethics courses, and he was a really good teacher, and I was a pretty good teacher. And uh, we, you know, we when when we would each be teaching a section of the ethics course, and I'd get a few more students than him, or he'd get a few more than me. We 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 would we were good friends, so we talked about that. But we're saying, you know, I want to teach the best course that I can, and seeing how you do it. And what attracts students to your course can be very helpful for me to improve myself, you know? Yeah. And I think competition can be that kind of thing. It can be a way of uh, of perfecting or at least improving our God-given skills, matching of our wits, testing our, our possible strategies, and Adam and Eve sitting in the garden under a tree, with little pebbles playing a version of checkers or even a more sophisticated early version of chess. It could be the kind of thing that would happen in an, in an unfallen world. Mm. You know? Yeah. Dr. Richard Mao with us, professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. Richard, you were president of uh, one of the premier theological seminaries in the country, in the world even, for a couple decades. And so I wonder how you feel about competition in the classroom. I mean, um, students can be very, very competitive, especially students who are um, devoted to their intellectual life. And I'm wondering if that was a kind of a difficult thing to keep in check, or was that something that you had to encourage? Well, it is. It can be. And certainly in certain kinds of courses, you know, where you're dealing with maybe competition in terms of different views that people hold very seriously, you know, I mean, you can have. Pentecostals with traditional Presbyterians arguing about 
the special gifts of tongues and healing and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and they want to win. And they don't want to just win. They want to to make the other side uh, lose. Mm-hmm. They want it to look bad. You know, we have the biblical view. You don't have the biblical view. You get that kind of thing in seminaries. Sure. Um, and, and, and that's a good example of competition that requires me to make the other side look bad. Whereas to see my Pentecostal fellow student as a, as a reformed Presbyterian Christian, uh, helping me to understand how I have to test my views and go back to the scriptures and try to read them without, without some of the biases that I may bring so that I may actually be enriched in my Christianity mm. by having people with whom I disagree. Yeah. And that can be a very good thing. Richard, I hadn't thought about this. This this is an interesting conversation, the topic about competitiveness in the classroom, so to speak. I mean, I'm going to go way back decades ago when I was an eighth grade student. And one of our teachers, it was a geography class. So in eighth grade, not that, that complex in geography. But he made a game of having a test every Friday afternoon. And depending upon where you were on the test, your performance level, you occupied the first seat. And then there was the second seat, the third seat, and it went down the rows. And then there was a cutoff line from top tier to sort of like, you know, bottom tier. And I remember being, you know, in competition with three other people always for that, you know, for that first seat. And it was always a friendly competition. But I, I wonder today that probably wouldn't fly in the classroom because any number of reasons socially of where we are. But, but I love that of being, you know, let, let me take these guys on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also uh, think about the, 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 the kid in the ninth seat back and uh, how you as somebody who has demonstrated that you're, you're, you're right up there in one of the first couple seats at least. And that you could uh, see that kid and, and, and say, let me help you, you know. Uh, and, and that kid can look up to you as somebody who might be someone who can help them in a given subject and, and that kind of thing. So it can be a, a, a competition can in many ways single out uh, teaching moments and, uh, and even moments of uh, standing up for somebody who may be treated unfairly by others. Yeah. You know? So no, that's good. I think competition in the classroom is often healthy. It's, uh, you know, seeing, seeing what we need to do to be better than, than we have been. Mm-hmm. Although, obviously, if you're going to do that by putting the other person down, by, yeah. the, the, you know, obviously in warfare, competition can be destructive. Competition, sure. And we, we understand that. But there are, there are less uh, extreme forms of destructive competition that can be, that can be very bad. I'm kind of thinking, Richard, and and laughing a little about, you know, you being who you are, you, you know, as a Reformed Presbyterian, the head of a seminary, you know, talking to, you know, a first year seminary student who thinks that they are all that, have it all together, have a different perspective than you, and kind of taking you on. Now, the reason I say that is because this is what happens on Twitter every single day. Yeah. I mean, you see people who have a you know a limited knowledge base. There's nothing wrong with having a limited knowledge base because I do about most everything in the world. Um, but 
it's funny how social media gives us a sense of bravado about things that we should never be like courageous to speak out about. No, that's right. That's right. And especially when you're limited to uh, a certain number of words, uh, the the harsher and catchier way of putting a point. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it promotes cleverness as opposed to careful articulation of things. Yes, it promotes cleverness. That's that's exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I had I had not thought of it that way, but it promotes cleverness. And I think it also probably promotes cynicism. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Richard, let's uh, let's talk about baseball for a second. Uh, now here, here we are in Pittsburgh. Of course, Kath and I were diehard Pirate fans. You're in Los Angeles. You're a diehard Dodgers fan. When's the last time you were at a game? Oh, well, you know, I've been laid up. So yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's been about two years. Three yeah. years. Maybe this yeah. year you might go get to see the Dodgers in person. I hope so. Yeah. What the heck? I mean, okay. You know, and I, I like I like uh, Dodger dogs too. You know, so oh, oh okay. a little Dodger dog. Good idea. <laughs> Speaking of ill health, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how about the, how about this new this new thing about the clock? You're a baseball fan. Uh, have you been watching? Has the game uh, affected you in any way? Uh, yeah, no, it, it does. I I think uh, you know you have your heroes and you have your 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 dislikes. You have prejudices against like you know. Oh, Houston, they. They have a record of cheating, you know. Yes, they do. They're a bunch of cheaters, oh, Richard. And oh, yeah. The, you know, you, you, and and sometimes those resentments uh, keep on after the original people aren't there anymore. Yes, you know? it's well, it's well earned, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's why Steeler fans can't stand Cleveland. Right, exactly. But you know, it's it is. I I, I like I, I like the the sense of uh, of community that me too. Uh, you know, it when when we we often hear this now. You know, it's just, just that patriotism, and you know, I've written about this recently. But patriotism is unhealthy because you should not love one country, even your own country, more than another. You know, and the guy who once argued that with me was wearing a Yankee hat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if you shouldn't love one your own country more than the other, why would you love? A baseball team, team of your own city or your own community. Yeah, touche. But there is something about that. Uh, yeah, I of, agree. Of, of bringing people together and cheering, cheering a team on. Those are healthy things. Sure Good. Are. We're going to start it tonight because the Steelers are starting a homestand and they need the to recover. Pirates. Or what I say, Steelers. Yeah. Uh, the Pirates need to recover from what happened in Tampa Bay, Richard. It's good to be a homer. It is. <laughs> and good to talk to you, Richard. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take care, Richard. Go Dodger Blue. I don't think the Pirates play the Dodgers until July, so we've is, got some friendship here, here together. I, think. I don't think so. Oh, mm-hmm. we could go visit Richard. I'd love to. Richard like to Mile. To his latest Restless Faith, holding evangelical beliefs and a world of contested labels. Richard Mile. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Want it done right, call Doing It Right.
Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side by side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound inside to go along with that tasty, tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds, all my mom wanted for Mother's Day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests. So bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm-fresh meal that we started all those years ago. Oh yeah, live music and free cones for moms too. Let us share a little of our farm with you. The Spring House in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Well, based on healthy non-smoking, 30-year-old female with a 20-year term policy, rates may vary. Eligible policies and estate planning tools can vary by state. It's a busy life. You have enough to worry about. So here's a great way to check life insurance off your list. It's called Ethos. With the thought of medical exams, forms to fill out, and the cost, it's easy to see why life insurance can fall to the bottom of your to-do list. But at Ethos Life, we've got your back. For about a dollar a day, you could get a quarter million dollars in term life insurance without a medical exam. Just go online, answer a few health questions, and snap, family protected. You could get a quote in seconds, apply in minutes, and be covered in hours. No medical exams, no blood tests, no hassle. Right now, with your purchase of an eligible policy from Ethos, you'll get something else important to your family. Tools to create a legal will. A $449 value, yours free. Ethos, the 100% online, hassle-free way to get affordable life insurance. Get your free online quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home too at one hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh. Need a good shot of your favorite pastor? Well, you can get him anywhere and everywhere at oneplace.com and the OnePlace app. If you miss the daily dose of encouragement you need, find it there. If you want to hear that great sermon one more time, it's all there. We don't encourage you to leave this station, not ever. But when you want a repeat, you know where to go. OnePlace.com and the OnePlace app. No matter what happens, we're always on. We'll see clear skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 42. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow will reach a high of 72. Increasing clouds tomorrow night with a low of 51. Mostly cloudy Sunday with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon will reach a high Sunday of 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It's time now for This or That. It's our Friday feature. I've got a list. Kath has a list. We just say this one or that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kath, I've been thinking this past week uh, about the death of Gordon Lightfoot okay. and singer-songwriters. Singer-songwriters. Sure. Okay. Right? So we were talking about this. Like, so, like Jim Croce? Okay. So... Here's the first one for you. I'm ready. This is a list of singer-songwriters. Gordon Lightfoot, Jim Croce. Gordon Lightfoot. 
Ed Sheeran, Marvin Gaye. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see, Marvin Gaye. Billy Joel, Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson. Elton John and Bernie Toppin. Yes. Glenn Fry and Don Henley. Glenn Fry and Don Henley. David Bowie. Al Green. Al Green. Merle Haggard. Dolly Parton. Uh, I think I have to go Dolly. James Brown. Woody Guthrie. James Brown every day of the week. Neil Young. Prince. Prince. Bruce Springsteen. Hank Williams. I don't know a lot of Hank Williams. Mm. You should. Go. Make, make All right, it, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Hank Williams. Then. All right. Brian Wilson. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Mm. Chuck like Berry. The, I don't like the Beach Boys all that much. Oh, sorry. Chuck Berry. Uh huh. Smokey Robinson. Um, I th- how can you go against Smokey? Mm, one of the greats. Yeah, you have to go with Smokey. When I mean, you look at Smokey Robinson in his early Motown. Oh prowess, my gosh. Yeah. And it, he's still out there. He's so yeah, except he doesn't look like himself anymore. Well, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> right. Who does? Yeah, good point. <laughs> Paul McCartney, Bob Dylan. As long as it's wings, Paul McCartney. Mm, okay, that's mine. That's good. Singer songwriters of this really or good that. One. That was a really good one. If you're interested in more, Rolling Stone did the greatest 100 oh, singer songwriters. Okay, I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have something different for you, John, because yesterday was your birthday. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and you had like muffins for breakfast. You ate out for dinner. Mm -hmm. You got biscotti. You're going to have birthday pie this week. I had meatballs. We were eating meatballs before the show. And so I give you the splurge edition of this or that. Who doesn't like to splurge? Number one, buying your first car or buying your first house? Oh, I don't think anything beats buying your first house. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is like the introduction to the world. It really is. The joys and the worries. Number two, spend a lot on boots or spend a lot on tires? <laughs> I like a good tire. I'm spending money on tires and feeling really happy about it. Okay. Yeah. Number three, get a pair of good headphones mm-hmm. or don't. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. I wear them all the time. Pay someone to clean your house or pay someone to fix your car? Well, pay someone to fix my car is a necessity. I mean, a good mechanic, <laughs> that's next to godliness as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I can clean my house. Save money to travel mm-hmm. or save money to fix your house? <laughs> well, I have saved far more money to travel mm-hmm. than I have to fix my house. But come visit anyway. Great. Terrific. Uh, number six, only buy the best coffee and use an expensive kitchen gadget to make it. Mm. Or, eh, you don't care that much, you'll take what you can get. No, I don't buy expensive coffee. I buy good coffee. And I don't have an expensive gadget. I just have a French press. I like a nice cup of coffee in the morning. I'm going there. All right. Okay. Uh, you spent a chunk of cash on your mattress, and it was worth every penny. Yeah. Or, you don't really know how old your mattress is, and you just fall asleep every time you try to remember. You know how much time you spend on that mattress? Spend up. Okay. Yeah. You religiously replace your razor, John, or blades are just so expensive you make do? No. You need a good razor. Mm. Yeah. I don't agree with that. What? I just oh, you want to hack away at your flesh? Yeah, kind of. Save a few pennies. It's so expensive. So what? It's so expensive. It's your body. It's so... It's your flesh. Ra- 
How about when you cut yourself? Do you love that feeling? You purchased an electric toothbrush, John. I did. Or, that's crazy, I get a free one every time I go to the dentist. No, no. You want to use a good toothbrush for a good brush. Two minutes, once in the morning, once in the evening. Are you using the dentist brush? I'm not answering that right now. You have $75 to burn. Mm -hmm. You'll buy new towels or you'll buy a new rice cooker. New towels. Mm. You store leftovers in nice, neat, clear glass containers in your fridge, Mm -hmm. or you stuff food in leftover plastic because the refrigerator has a door and you're not looking at it anyway. Well, neither of those are great. This or that, John. Okay, I'm going to buy nicer glass reusable containers. Buy top-level toilet paper? Or, who are you kidding? Why would you spend money on that? Well, I'm not using sandpaper, but... Oh, this or that, John... Top level. Okay. <laughs> and the last one, you purchased the very best fire extinguisher you could find to know how to use it, or you might have one in your house, but you don't even know which way to hold it. No, we've got several. Save your house. Pay your mortgage. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Persecuted believers in Asia, they love their enemies and they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord. This is Bible League International. Abir is a former Islamic leader in Bangladesh. When he became a believer, he was beaten, verbally abused, his home was vandalized, he was forced to move to another city, and he was labeled a traitor. But he holds to the precious promises of God he reads every day in his Bible. I asked Abir, you were beaten, you were cast out. It's so easy to hate people that do this to you. He said, no, I love that. Most of us here in America cannot relate to the level of persecution that Christians like Abir in Bangladesh and others throughout Asia are facing on a daily basis. Let's send them the word of God they need and crave to be able to endure and persevere. And that's why we're holding this campaign, Fan the Flame. $5 sends a Bible, $60 sends 12. Help us bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia by calling 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or click the Bible. Bible League banner at wordfm.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. 
Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. So we've been talking about our news sources. Where do you get your news from? And do you know their... Leanings. I, yes, they're slant, I would guess. Okay, Because everybody has one. Everyone. Every main, whether it's the Post-Gazette, the Trib, the New York Times, the Washington Post. Okay, the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, right? Mm-hmm. Washington Post, historically, famously, has been viewed as a liberal news outlet, which is why this is interesting today. This is a solid piece of reporting by today's Washington Post. This is May 5th. This dropped at 6 a.m. this morning. The headline reads, Most Americans support anti-trans policies favored by GOP, poll shows. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a very misleading headline. Headline, yeah. Very misleading headline. But this is very the, the guts of this is interesting. Clear majorities of Americans support restrictions of of affecting transgender children, a Washington Post poll finds, offering political jet fuel for Republicans in state houses. Most Americans don't believe it's even possible to be a gender that differs from that assigned at birth. A 57% majority of adults said a person's gender is determined from the start, with 43% saying it can differ. And some Americans have become more conservative on these questions, and Republicans have seized the issue and worked to promote new restrictions. The Pew Research Center found that 60% last year saying one gender is determined by the sex assigned at birth, up from 54% in yeah, 2017. Yeah, okay, so, so I, I read the story as well. Yeah. And that was the thing, one of the things I found most interesting is that with all the debate we're having over the issue, the numbers are actually splitting more than they have been in the past. So more people are becoming convinced that the sex that is assigned to someone at birth yep. is their gender than even was the case two years ago. Exactly. Okay, so here. The, the and it's art- gone up by six percentage points, which, which is, is significant. So uh, the article goes, they, they quote someone, Alyssa Wells who's 29, a behavior therapist in Daytona Beach, uh, participated in the survey. She said her views have changed on this issue in recent years. Quote, at first I was on the side of acceptance, like using the pronouns and stuff, because I want people to be kind to each other. Mm -hmm. Of course. I don't want people fighting all the time, she said. But she has come to see things differently. My concern with transgenderism is mostly with children. Yeah. We can't vote until we're a certain age. We can't smoke, drink, or whatever. But we can change our body's autonomy anatomy and how it works it just doesn't seem like that's okay to me this is good news yeah well this is what the majority of americans believe well if you look online you would feel otherwise wouldn't you think yes because if you pay attention to social media in particular it seems like the um that 90 percent of the u.s population has decided that you can pick anything about yourself you want to pick you can pick your hair color you can pick your ethnicity you can pick your gender and the big thing is, if you're in opposition to transgender perspectives, then you're instantly a hater and a right, bigot. Right. 
And that woman, I think, is a good example of someone saying, look, I, I supported this initially because I just want people to be kind to each other. Of course. Especially people who are suffering through some variety of anxiety or depression or dysmorphia, whatever it is. You, of course, want to be kind. But at the same time, what she says about voting, drinking and whatever. Makes perfect it's, sense. It's responsible for society to care for the younger people. So here's the initial question. And then I'll quickly run down from ages. Uh, question, which statements comes closer to your views, even if neither is exactly right? Um, whether someone is a man or a woman is determined by the sex they were assigned at birth. Or someone can be a man or a woman, even if that is different from the sex they were assigned at birth. So for all adults, like we said, 57% agree mm-hmm. whether someone is a man or a woman is determined by their sex at birth. Now, if you're 18 to 34 years old, of that age group said yes. Still a majority. If you're 35 to 54, 56%. Okay, more of a majority. If you're 45 to 54, 59%. More of a majority. If you're 55 to 64, 63%. More. If you're 65 and older, 57%. Okay. A clear majority yeah. all across the board, even for young, yep. even you for younger think people. Yep, twenty-five and under, or thirty and under, would be you know seventy thirty, or even more so compared to what you're reading. Right. Let me bring up something else that was a surprise to me in today's Washington Post. There's an article uh, by Caitlin Gibson called "Parents Are Not Ready for the New Reality of Teen Cannabis Usage." Um, this also went against type. I would think it certainly seems like everybody who's on social media thinks that we should legalize marijuana as soon like we should have done it 30 years ago. It's everywhere. And marijuana can only produce good things in you. Right. It can make you healthier. It can cure your pain. It can stop your disease. It can, you know, whatever. We were in the strip last night. There's a dispensary in the strip. Right there, right next to where you were. Right. right. So the article in today's Washington Post instead tells absolutely harrowing harrowing, tragic stories of young people who are under the age of 21 Mm -hmm. who had exhibited incredible academic potential, commitment to family, commitment to uh, a future which included education and job possibilities, and all of it was completely eroded by marijuana use. This is from the Post today. The sense of disbelief, wait, pot wouldn't do this to my kid, is prevalent among parents who've watched their teenagers become gripped by addiction. Mm. But the landscape of teen marijuana use has radically transformed in the decades since today's parents were kids, right? A typical joint smoked decades ago contained less than 4% of THC. That's the portion of it that causes the high, right? Dried cannabis flower today averages closer to 15 to 20%. Okay, from 4% to 15 to 20%. Five times as much. While the high potency products that are most popular with teens go from 40% to 95% to 95%. It is an astronomical increase in potency that can have significant impacts on a developing adolescent brain. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, the number of American teens using the products has absolutely soared. Mm -hmm. Okay. It has increased. 245% 245% since 2000. Wow. No surprise. A 2022 study by Columbia University found that 35% of high school seniors and 44% of college students reported using marijuana within the past year. Yikes. Vaping increasing is the most popular use of 
cannabis. So this, the, it's a long story in the post today. It's very well, um, it's very well put together and it tells one story after another of young men and young women who, like one kid whose name was Johnny, um, had a perfect SAT score in math, full scholarship to Colorado State. But by the time he was a senior in high school, he had started vaping and dabbing, which is inhaling high concentrate THC oil multiple times per day. He developed paranoia. It progressed to psychosis. He cycled through different treatment programs and hospitalizations as everyone who loved him, including his parents, were trying to help him get back to himself, right? He was ultimately diagnosed with cannabis use disorder and cannabis-induced psychosis. He never tested positive for any other drug, so it was only marijuana. He was put on antipsychotic medication, which helped until he stopped taking it, and then in November of 2019, he took his own life. So that was in a period of three or four years. He went from being a gifted, well-adjusted kid with a perfect SAT score in math to dead at his own hands. What state was this? Did they say? Uh, Colorado. In, in Colorado. Where so it's legal. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. Now, his God bless his mother, who has shared her story with high school students. She started this organization called Johnny's Ambassadors, which is a nonprofit helping kids to recognize that there's something serious about marijuana. It's not something that everybody does. But in today's Washington Post, it's documenting story after story after story of parents who don't take it seriously, kids who don't take it seriously, and look at the horrible consequences that can happen. Again, more good reporting by the Post. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it goes against type. It surely does. Well, I mean, it's become as ubiquitous as Budweiser. Yeah. Right? It's everywhere. And it's only good. It's all natural, John. It can't hurt you. Mm, Sure. Today's Washington Post. Today's Washington Post. We'll take a a quick break. Come back. We're getting underway here with the uh, 4 o'clock hour. Stick around. It's the ride home. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Uh Uh-oh. Going through the bills? By the look on your face, it doesn't look good. No. Hi, hon. Just trying to keep things covered. And with these increasing credit card interest rates, we barely get ahead on what we owe. Not to mention the monthly bills and the loan we had to take for the car repairs. We're not alone, though. Jen told me they wouldn't have survived without accredited debt relief. And now they're debt-free. Hmm. Accredited debt relief? Yeah, she said they were amazing and gave them a solution that reduced their payments by over 40% and had them on a path to be debt-free in less time than they thought possible. If you owe more than $10,000 in credit card debt or other unsecured debt, you may not have to pay it all back. If you qualify, there are programs available to you right now that could significantly reduce what you owe. A hotline has been established to call accredited debt relief to see if you qualify. The call is free, so call now. Now, call 800-939-5050. That's 800-939-5050. 800-939-5050. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting 
impacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit, providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees, this fun, family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. For more than a century, AM Radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. So waking up tomorrow morning early or DVRing the King's Coronation. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is a worldwide television event. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, your interest? Uh, I would say I'm a solid 8. 8? Mm-hmm. Whoa, you're up Yeah. But I'm not going to get up and watch it. I will DVR it and watch mm-hmm. it later. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. pomp and circumstance is done by no one better than the British. Right. I wonder how long the event will be well it, it starts goes it's over about, several yes days, so right? it's it's scheduled to start at 11 a.m in london mm-hmm. um and you can watch it live on cbs nbc abc fox bbc america and cable news networks everywhere worldwide you name it um it'll start at 5 p.m as you said john in the u.s um and i think it's going to be all day because all day um, there is a coronation concert that will happen after all of the initial festivities are over. Mm-hmm. American Idol judges Katy Perry and Lionel Richie are going to <laughs> what? be. What? Yep. Lionel Richie? Lionel, When's the last time you've seen Lionel night, Richie? All night. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Lionel Richie in a while. In a long time. Maybe, right? he'll, maybe he'll sing. Hello. <laughs> again. Right. Hello. Right? Um, is it. Or what about Brick me House? Me looking for. <laughs> Because I wondered where you are. Yeah, right. I mean, and I wonder what you do. Uh, other Coronation concert performers include Andrea Bocelli, oh. Nicole Scherzinger, Tiwa Savage, Paloma Faith, Frey Riding, and Sir Bryn Terfel. I don't know several of those people. So whenever they're doing these concerts, I mean, the 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 queen, the king and the queen, I mean, they're not going to be rocking out with Lionel Richie. Please, well, do right? I mean, you think Lionel Richie's going to be rocking out? No, I don't. But I'm just saying, I mean, there'll be music. I do think the Brick House decade was several ago for Lionel him. Lionel Richie, I mean, and I think Katy it's because Perry? American Idol, because they're both judges on the show. But it's a British event. So well, you think they'd have, you know, I, I, all I know Sir is... Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, well, Paul McCartney's almost 80 years old. Well, it's still, who, who are you going to have? Well, Who'd that's your... why they chose Nicole Scherzinger, Tia Savage, Paloma Faith, Frey Riding, and Sir Bryn Terfel, who are people I don't know. Well, how old's Charles? I mean, he, is Charles. he the same age as uh, Charles Paul is McCartney? 73, right? Okay. 
So Paul McCartney and the, and the King, I mean, it's pretty much the same generation, right? Yeah. I remember reading about um, Paul McCartney talking about when he was a kid and the Queen was, you know, she Queen Elizabeth became the Queen. Uh-huh. He said in his age group, a lot of his buddies thought that the Queen was a bit of a babe. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh-huh. okay. A bit of a babe. Uh huh. I remember those words. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, every time I see King Charles and his formal regalia, mm-hmm. all I can think of is how uncomfortable that must be. It's a lot. It's a lot there, and it looks extremely right. stiff. You think they would invite King Friday just to oh. show up? You know? And Meow Meow Kitty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously a lot of um, high music, right? Uh-huh. The name of Jesus Christ will be sung and said. All over. All over the coronation which is, ceremony from I what I've read. I love it so much. Yeah. It's going to be fabulous. People who would never venture into a Christian service or yeah, pray to bet- Jesus. Between uh, the Queen's funeral, which was very oh beautiful, was beautiful, stirring, really, and uh, the coronation. I Now, it's also going to be an incredible security thing. I mean, I, I it's inc- the fact that the Brits have been able to do these large-scale mm-hmm. events so safely it's yeah. just such a tribute to them and the organization that they're able to put together Can you security no i like can't there'll be miles and miles of corridors you cannot enter there aren't going to be there aren't going to be as many people for this as there were for the queen's funeral really all right yeah okay we'll will you watch a... it mm, probably not i'm busy to get things going it's saturday right let's go cut the grass On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Under a proposed rule change, foreign citizens and companies would need U.S. government approval to buy property within 100 miles of eight military bases. The proposal follows a Chinese firm's attempt to build a plant near the Grand Forks Air Base in North Dakota, which raised national security concerns. The new rule would affect Grand Forks and seven other bases, including three that are tied to the B-21 Raider, the nation's future stealth bomber. The Treasury Department's Office of Investment Security is set to propose the rule today. It would give expanded powers to the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. Tasha Stevens reporting. The Republican-controlled North Carolina legislature has approved a ban on nearly all abortions after 12 weeks of pregnancy in response to last year's overturning of Roe versus Wade at the U.S. Supreme Court. The measure lowers the time restriction from the current 20 weeks. This is SRN News. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. 
Attention veterans, active duty military, civilians, and contractors. If you were issued earplugs between 1999 and 2015 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-405-7177 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-405-7177 now. Again, 800-405-7177. That's 800-405-7177. Listen to this, 120 witch doctors come to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I visited Indonesia in Southeast Asia. It was there that I met Pastor Tandi, who befriended a witch doctor and invited him to come hear the gospel on the island of Papua. The man named Polly came, but he brought 120 apprentices, men and women, learning witchcraft. Talk about spiritual darkness, but you know after hearing the gospel plainly preached, they bow the knee to Jesus Christ. They're learning what it means to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus and they need Bibles in Indonesia. Why? Because they're scarce. You simply cannot access them there. And so our prayer today is that you won't merely say that's an interesting story or it's neat that witch doctors are coming to Christ, but that you'll get involved. Will you help Word FM bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia at only $5 a Bible? $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or click the Bible League banner at WordFM We'll see clear skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 42. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow will reach a high of 72. Increasing clouds tomorrow night with a low of 51. Mostly cloudy Sunday with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon will reach a high Sunday of 72. With your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, Kathy, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't say a happy Cinco de Mayo to you. I forgot that that was today. Mm-hmm. May 5th. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So why? Man. I have friends who call this Corona Day. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Um, Cinco de Mayo, is this Mexican independence? Do you know what it is? What is Cinco de Mayo? I actually have no idea. Okay. Then I'm glad I asked. Because Cinco de Mayo marks Mexico's against all odds victory against invading French troops in 1862. That's it. It's not Mexican Independence Day, but it's a victory against the French in 1862. Now, it has some ties to the American Civil War because as the French were defeated in Mexico, they also withdrew from the United States. And they were also, because they withdrew, they were aligned with the Southern half of the states. Mm -hmm. And so because of their withdrawal, some would say Cinco de Mayo is 
really instrumental in American history because it was a weakened Southern army. But happy Cinco de Mayo to you. But really, at at its as a as its most foundational thing, it's a reason to drink and eat. It's not even really celebrated in Mexico. But it's celebrated here by people who just want to go out on Friday. Pretty much. I okay. mean, it became a thing. Like the you know the do you remember like the the rise of the Chicano movement? Sure. As you know, more Mexicans came to the United States in the '60s and the '70s, right. and then, no surprise. Beer companies seized upon this and made it a oh, thing so this in the is, 1980s. Is this like Santa Claus ended up being promoted by Coca-Cola? Yes. And so Cinco de Mayo is promoted by the beer companies. Yep, it is. So margarita sales today are off the charts. Off the charts. Tonight would probably not be a good night to go driving around. Right. After a certain hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I need to make some Mexican-inspired dinner now. Really? I mean, I would Tonight? enjoy that. I would enjoy that. So I would wanna, really like to do that. You want to celebrate Mexico's victory over the French in 1862. <laughs> yeah, think... What kind of culinary dish might that, <laughs> might that be? No, the way you've said it, I no, mean, it's you know, a good it's point. Truth, I'm right? really Just unsure saying. about it. Okay. Well, in other news, uh, Bill Cower <laughs> is, now a, is now a doctor. Uh, he spoke at uh, Duquesne's... Uh, with, commencement. Commencement. I couldn't think of what it's called. What's that graduation thing called? Yeah. And uh, now he's a, a doctor. An honorary doctor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this is because of his contribution to Pittsburgh? I mean, would it – or is just his – He's one of our favorite sons, wouldn't you who, say? A local boy who made good. Very much so. Delivered the goods with the Super Bowl and, you know, Steel a Nation celebrates. I mean, it's a win-win. I mean, anytime you invite Bill Cower to an event, right? Right. Pretty darn good. He's going to be in town for the uh, Troy Palomalu roast, the Mel Blunt Troy Palomalu roast. When is that? Uh – I think it's tonight. Is it? Okay, well, that's why. That's Might be tomorrow. Two birds with one yeah. stone there, right? Yeah. Bill Cower, uh, I have no idea on this, the date on this. When did he last coach for the Steelers? Remember? Well, he coached in uh, 07. 07. Uh, for that Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin's been around since 08? No. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, because uh, so. Tom, yeah, Tomlin was the coach when the Steelers beat mm-hmm. uh, Arizona. Yeah. In own, and that was that's oh nine. I get pictures of my kids the first year that Bill Cower was the co- coach. Even before he wore any Steeler garb, we were in an event, and there's Bill Cower wearing a Steeler hat and some. You old, mean you mean Mike Tomlin? Or, I'm sorry, Mike Tomlin wearing a polo shirt next that's to my cool. kids, little kids. I love that. Yeah, so that was a long time ago. Yeah, so I would say maybe his last year was was oh oh seven or oh eight. Excellent. Well, I like Bill Cower uh, post game. Oh my gosh, pre-game, don't you? Oh, you mean coach? on TV? Yeah, yeah. I think he does a pretty does a good job. job. Yeah. yeah. What do you think his yearly salary is from CBS? Take a guess. Oh boy, I wonder what those guys make. Two hundred thousand? No. No, no, no. I think it's more than that. I think. Let's like what? It's four of them. Sometimes five. Ah, uh, this is crazy. Uh, Eight hundred. Four million. Four million dollars. Eight hundred thousand. Four million. That's the right answer. Uh huh. Stop it. He makes four million a year. <gasps> That's a nice gig. Oh my gosh, I'm stunned by that. Four million dollars. Well, yeah, maybe that's old. I don't know. That's no, it's the first not thing old. it came up. Yeah, it's not old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He'll never return to coaching again. No, why would you why return would to coaching? How much uh, it pays to be a Fox, uh, what do they call it? Contributor? Oh yeah, how much? I think 100 grand. Really? Yeah, per year. There's a pretty wide gulf there. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. So all so uh-huh. each of those guys, so Bradshaw yeah. and Howie Long well, I'm and sure who, each, each person's Phil contract Sims is different. And, 
You think Terry Bradshaw makes more than Bill Cowher? Probably because he's been there for longer. Do they care? Does it, it's a you know, is it an ego thing for those guys? Four million dollars. Mm-hmm. He's going to be okay. He's fine. He's Holy fine. So he probably geez. contributed to Duquesne, right? He's a contributor. That's good. Where did he go to college? I have University no of North Carolina. Oh, did he? Okay. I feel like he did because I think it's where he met his wife. Four million. He lives in New York City, right? Doing just fine. Yeah, and he, his um, his wife is the the rocker. She's like a um, she's like a Pat Benatar type. Really, Joan Jett. Yeah. What? What's yeah. what? His That's, wife. Yeah. Bill Cowher's wife. Uh huh. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? No. Who is yeah. she? I can't think of her name. Hit me with your best shot. Well, I mean, it's obviously not Pat Benatar because she's married to a guitar player. Right. But um, forever, yeah. they've been married for like forty plus years. Yes. Right? Yeah, but Bill Cowher's. Uh, really. Yeah, Bill Cowher's wife. It's a name we should all know. Name no, Veron- uh, Veronica Stigler. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They've been married since 2014, hmm. and she's a rocker. Interesting. All right. Well, kudos to Bill Cower, Doctor Cower, from now on. And uh, when you bring a team to the Super Bowl and you become an icon in your hometown, then you know the next level up is a CBS Sports analyst at a very handsome salary. So, good for him, right? Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from We Are Messengers, Wholehearted. Yes, I Am by Christian Paul. And Big God yes, by Terry. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Hey, don't be taken by surprise, but next Sunday is Mother's Day. You want to treat your mom to something very special? Might we suggest you head on down to the Spring House? Here's Marsha from the Spring House to let us in. Hey, Marsha, how you doing? Hi, great. How are you guys doing? We can't complain. Marsha, I got to be honest, I didn't realize that Mother's Day was that close either. There it is. Uh, so for people who are like me and think, Holly, I got to get like my act together, what can you help them with at Spring House? Yeah, so we're having our annual um, Mother's Day chicken barbecue. And we've been doing this since literally I was 14 years old. And <laughs> that's a lot of years. <laughs> my mom would always say to us, don't buy us, don't buy me any presents. Just come down and help me serve the people. Well, that's good. <laughs> so, so my brother and his sons will be doing the barbecue chicken quarters out on the pit. And we have a wonderful secret butter vinegar sauce that we marinate it with like every five minutes over the big pit. And then we'll be making all kinds of everybody's favorite sides and salads and from scratch desserts inside. And that's all included. And um, it's $25 a person and free cones, free ice cream cones for all the moms. And we'll have live music all day. And we'll have, um, we have two tents outside. So when it gets filled up in here or if it's a beautiful day and you're ready to go out and enjoy the sunshine, then you can head outside and it should be, it's usually a really fun day because a lot of people have made it their tradition for many years. Wow. Well, it sounds terrific. Listen, if you're out there and you're like me and you need help, the Springhouse can help you. Go online, springhousemarket.com or go and visit in person. Marsha, great to talk to you. Great to talk to you guys. See you later. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I should be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. 
Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. So what is a faith healer? Have you heard this phrase? Or you see this on television or streaming or movies or whatnot, right? Okay, faith well, healers. labeling it like that is clearly going to be a bad representation in media. Bad theology? No, well, it's going to be a negative person. A faith healer. Yeah, I mean, very. I can't imagine if you're calling it a faith healer. Right. That's going to be a, a someone who's a charlatan. Right. I remember being a, a young boy, and I had a, a, a paper route, and so I'd wake early on Sunday mornings to deliver my 125 Sunday papers, and then when I came home, always uh, my house was still asleep. Everybody was still was super early, and I would turn on the TV, and every Sunday, for a couple of years. I watched Ernest Ainsley. Did you? Uh-huh. As a kid. I, I loved it. And Ernest Ainsley would take people. I mean, I think he's over in Ohio, in Akron. And he would take people by the head and yell, devil out. And there was this divine intervention, miraculous what healing. What was so interesting to you as a kid theater. about that? It was, it okay. was just wild theater. And and to think about the Did God's you think it was real? I, I Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm always fascinated, but I know that the, this idea of faith healing, that label, comes with a lot of baggage. Roger Olson's back with us. Dr. Olson is Emeritus Professor of Christian Theology at Baylor University. He is author of over 20 books, including The Story of Christian Theology and the Journey of Modern Theology. Roger uh, writes often at Pathios, the website, and this is where we uh, heard Roger, uh, saw uh, Roger opine about faith healers. Roger, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be with you again. And um, you mentioned my books. Can I just mention my forthcoming book? Please. Sure. It's called Unsafe Sex, mm. Understanding Religious Cults. Hey, very interesting. Unsafe Sex, Understanding Religious Cults. That's very interesting, Roger. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, we'll have sex to have you back in, at a, a later point to talk about this. Sex as in S-E-C-T-S. Got it. Uh-huh. Yeah, Got it's it. very nice. little play on words. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's Return to the faith healer conversation, because I think it's an interesting one. You wrote about it at uh, your Pathios blog. And first yep. off, let me say that apparently we watch the same TV shows um, because you're talking <laughs> about the, the portrayals of uh, faith healers in Endeavor and Call the Midwife, both uh, BBC productions. Um, 
I'm guessing, I don't remember either one of them, but I'm guessing that they were bad. They, these were portrayed as bad people. Well, actually, on Call the Midwife, um, he's a Jamaican immigrant to the, United, to the United Kingdom, and he's a pastor of a Pentecostal church, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of made me wonder why they would put the words faith healer in his mouth, because Pentecostals never call anyone a faith healer. Interesting. They would call them a, a divine, a, a person who prays for divine healing. <laughs> it's a little bit longer than faith healer, but... It's God who does the healing. We, I grew up Pentecostal. We always knew that it was God who did the healing, not, not the faith of the person. It was God who did the healing. And every, every uh, healing evangelist that I've ever been to, and I taught at Oral Roberts University for two years, so, you know, there was a parade of them in chapel. Really? I think everyone that was alive came through when I was there in the 1980s. And um, I never heard the words faith healer used by any of them. And Oral Roberts made a big point of saying, I'm not a faith healer. I don't believe in faith healing. I believe in God's healing power. I see. So then the correct terminology would be what, Roger? Divine healer? What, what is it? Divine, divine healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when referring to a person, healing evangelist or just an elder praying for someone to be healed, as James asks us to do, call for the elders of the church, anoint the sick with oil, the prayer of faith, and so forth. So it's not the faith, though the faith is like us reaching out to God, but God is the healer, not our faith. But, you know, I think the faith healing idea and terminology goes further back. It goes back to the new thought movement of the 19th century with Christian science and unity, where they did believe and still do believe that positive thinking is what brings healing. And then somehow that language shifted over to Pentecostal and charismatic uh, healing evangelists, but they never call themselves faith healers. Interesting. So Mary Eddie Baker, she of the Christian scientists, uh, venerated, of course, in the tradition, uh, she will be considered a, a healer or a thinker? Um, both. Mm-hmm. She would say that positive thinking or uh, thinking in the right way, thinking the right kinds of thoughts brings healing. And it is God who heals, but her idea of God was not a personal being such as Christians believe in, but more kind of a mind of the universe, like um, transcendentalism. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Emerson uh, wrote about the oversoul. God is the oversoul, and she kind of borrowed that idea. Interesting. So there's a real difference there, but there's overlap, too, because there are some in the word faith um, movement, you know, the prosperity and healing movement, who are Pentecostal, who have borrowed from the, the uh, New Thought movement, and do talk about thinking positive thoughts and speaking positively. And I, since you've named names, I'll name Joel Osteen. He's sure. both. He's a Hospital who's borrowed from the New Thought Movement. Maybe he doesn't know that. I'm not sure how much he is aware of that. But I've written an article about that for a Christian magazine about his in- apparent influence by the New Thought Movement. But Pentecostal uh, evangelists who pray for healing, uh, William Branham, Oral Roberts, Catherine Kuhlman, yes. uh, Benny Hinn, all of them would say we're not faith healers. That's not the term they use. So I prefer that the media use the terminology 
they would use. I see. So it's interesting. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up Catherine Kuhlman, Roger. Uh, this is a, a Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania audience. This was Catherine mm-hmm. Kuhlman's home base for many, I many know. decades. And uh, my grandparents, yeah. I remember my grandparents going to a, a large downtown Pittsburgh arena to witness Catherine Kuhlman. Um, so can you talk about what, you know, what, so here I was, I was raised as a Roman Catholic schoolboy. And as you heard, as I introduced you, I would run home from my Sunday newspaper route to watch Ernest Ainsley heal people. Now, as a Catholic schoolboy, this fascinated me. I didn't, I did not believe that this was fake. I believed what was being done. Um, can you speak to that about whether it is Ernest Ainsley or Catherine Kuhlman and, and your experience at your seminary, you said, you know, one after another person showed up and did divine healing. People would say, uh, uh, well, I'm not quite sure about that. Ha- have people been healed divinely from that, whether it's Ernest Ainsley, Catherine Kuhlman or anyone else that you've seen? Yeah, my language would be that um, these people that we're talking about pray for divine healing rather than do divine healing. I see. There's nothing automatic about it, unless you're on the fringe of the healing movement, which really goes back into the 19th century before Pentecostalism. There was a, an American healing movement before Pentecostalism that included notable people like A.B. Simpson, the founder of the uh, Christian Missionary Alliance mm-hmm. Church, who was not a Pentecostal himself, but kind of a forerunner. I went to a Catherine Kuhlman meeting one time, and um, sat pretty close to the platform. It was a huge audience, a thousand people at least, and watched very closely because I was in a stage then of being a little bit skeptical. Mm-hmm. I'd seen some things that I didn't think were authentic, some, some you know, healing services. And, and she, I, I was amazed at how she mentioned many, many, many times, I don't heal anyone. And if anyone gets healed, don't give me any credit, and don't give any glory to me. I'm I'm nothing but a channel of God's healing power, and if he heals someone, he's doing it all. I'm doing nothing except praying for them. And I, I was amazed at how she really, you know, wasn't the stereotype that you see on TV or something, you know, although she was flamboyant. Yes, no doubt yes. about that. Yes. But um, still— you know, she gave all the credit to God. Now, have I ever seen a healing? Not at one of those services that I can say I saw, you know. But when I was a boy, 10 years old, I had rheumatic fever. I had serious heart involvement, and I was in the hospital. And the elders came and anointed me with oil and prayed for me, laid hands on me and prayed for me. And I'd been in the hospital quite a bit. And um, that week, the doctor said, you're well. And he gave credit to medicine, but I've read a lot about that medicine and whether it can really help the heart when it's involved in rheumatic fever. The heart valves are damaged by rheumatic fever, and I've never had any heart valve damage from rheumatic fever as I should have. And I give the credit to God, and that's the way I see divine healing working, not so much in mass healing rallies and crusades and things as in the local church mm-hmm. and pastors and elders laying hands on people, anointing them with oil and praying for them to be healed. Have you, Roger, um, been in a circumstance where you've prayed for someone's healing and, you know, right next to you? Oh, yes, absolutely. In the church that uh, my wife and I are going to right now, it happens to be a Mennonite church, but the pastor has a Pentecostal background 
And um, he occasionally asks if anyone wants to come forward at the end of the worship service and be anointed and prayed for uh, for healing or anything else, you know, that they have in their life that they need prayer for. And, and uh, yes, I've seen people prayed for that way, and I've laid hands on them myself and asked God to heal them. And we had a young man in our church who had sepsis, septicemia, mm. and uh, was very near death's door. And the church held a special prayer service for him, and he immediately began to get better. Wow. And he is getting better and better and better, whereas the doctor said, folks, come your loved ones come, he's going to die today. Hmm. And he didn't. John, have you so laid... I believe God does. Have, yeah. yeah, hold on for just a minute, Roger. I want to ask John the same question. Have you prayed for someone's healing, John? Oh, sure. Often. Mm-hmm. Me too. Does healing come? Sure, it has. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always. No. Uh, we had a friend, uh, Roger, um, uh, he was a pastor here in the city of Pittsburgh who would appear on our show. His name was Eugene Blackwell. And he had cancer. Um, they removed his leg. And and we prayed with this man, with so, Eugene. A lot. Loved him, loved him so much. And he was convinced, 100% convinced, that God would heal him. I'm yep. sure until his final breath. Yeah. And it was such a heartbreak to go through that such. process. But you know, there's a, there is a sense in which death or the Christian can be a kind of healing because he immediately went to be with the Lord. Yes. Yep. In a much better life. But yeah, I mean, we have to preserve the sovereignty of God and, and say, God knows all, only God knows all the circumstances. Right. And he's not arbitrary, but he hasn't chosen to reveal to us everything that goes on in his mind. (laughs) Yes. Now, Roger, of course, we're talking about two different streams here in a way. I mean, we're talking about people praying for healing and long-term over. And, you know, of course, early on, uh, I I brought up again, Ernest Ainsley. And and, and again, as a schoolboy, I was, you know, I just mystified by that. To me, it was always great theater. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I look askew at this, and I don't believe in the healing of, of this ministry, and I'm sorry to say that, but I, I just see it as you said in some ways. There are fringe people, and I think mainstream Americans look at that and go, fraud, charlatan, this is not of yeah. God. Right, right. And so the two, the two British TV shows that we talked about weren't like that at all. One was A Policeman's Wife. And the policeman um, at the advice of some friends. Oh, right. Sure. I remember. Right. That's on Endeavor. I I forgot about that episode. Sure. And and they didn't look like anything I would recognize as Pentecostals. (laughs) They looked like Jewish rabbis. Yeah, they did. (laughs) And and the language was faith healers, faith healers. And they made them look look or act weird, you know. Right. Right. And then on. And that, that was on Endeavor, and then on Called the Midwife, they just used the language of faith healer that he wouldn't have used, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Uh, because growing up Pentecostal, you know, for the first 25 years of my life and staying in touch with it and going to many, many healing revivalist meetings, Benny Hinn and Oral Roberts, and I could name others from childhood, never heard the phrase faith healer or faith healing from any of them. So I just wanted to say on my blog, I wish that they would the people who write these things, uh, movies, TV shows, books and things, they usually try to be careful sure. 
with minority groups to use the language they would use of themselves, mm-hmm. but not in this case for some reason. Good. And, and I'm glad you came with us to, to draw this distinction because obviously it's a very important one. Roger, we, we always appreciate your time here. Please, we were just talking about this earlier. We have friends who family members, uh, daughters and nieces and whatnot are caught up in cults. So please come back and join us again. We'd love to div, uh, d- dig deeper into this with your new release. All right. It'll come out sometime this year. Fabulous. All right. Thank you Bye. so much. Roger Olson, easily found at the Patheos blog. As a young adult, your college years, of course, are extremely pivotal. It's the time to discover who you are. And if you're fortunate and you are involved in Christian life, to discover your God-given calling in life. Because the world calls and says, oh, your college career is all about your future self and making your income to provide for your life. But of mm-hmm. course, life is much more than that. And there are limitless numbers, seemingly limitless numbers of colleges that will help your child down that path to figure out how to make the, the most money, success. right? to find the most jobs, all those sorts of things. All important things to consider. However... How many schools are there that are going to help your child prepare to go out into the world, to be an effective witness for Christ, to be a person who's able to work in their chosen field in a way that is a calling, whether they're being trained as a mechanical engineer or they're being trained as someone in business or an elementary school teacher, whatever it is, looking at that job as their vocation that is given to them by God and that God can work through them in a magnificent way because of their own individuality. How many colleges are going to prepare a child to look at it that way? That would be Grove City College. Eternal biblical truth in all the teachings. GCC.edu, Grove City College. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Here's how we long for Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. The world has gone hands-free. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. You don't need to reach down to help your heel in. You just step into them and off you go. So what's the secret? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place. And they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers. Get hands-free slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear sold. Terry Wardenis here from the Gateway Clipper. Celebrate mom with a family aboard a Mother's Day cruise, sailing Sunday, May 14th. All moms will receive a special gift from all of us at the Clipper. For reservations, visit gatewayclipper.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see clear skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 42. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow will reach a high of 72. Increasing clouds tomorrow night with a low of 51. 
Mostly cloudy Sunday with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon will reach a high Sunday of 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Assisted suicide has become a deep reality in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Canada, it's, it's all but legal. And at least two states here in the United States have made it legal as well. And now uh, word is that one of those states has removed the residency requirement from medically assisted deaths. Uh, Vermont has become the first state to remove a residency requirement from its laws and uh, will allow terminally ill people from out of state to access what they are calling life-ending care. The law, which for a decade has permitted doctors to prescribe life-ending medication to terminally ill people 18 or older, was amended Tuesday when the governor of Vermont, Phil Scott, signed a bill scrapping the residency requirements. The measure passed Vermont's state and house last month following a legal battle brought by a 75-year-old resident of Bridgeport, Connecticut, who's late-stage fallopian tube cancer uh, and has argued that Vermont's restriction was unconstitutional. The state has then waived the residency requirement for the woman. Her name is Linda Bluenstein as part of a settlement in March. And so now Vermont is poised to become a tourist destination for assisted suicide. That's so tragic. I believe, just as there's been a rollout across the states of the legalization of marijuana, so too will this have deep and long legs, and this will reach across the country. I I sure hope that you're wrong about that. It's incredibly tone deaf to me. I mean, you know, the the number one cause of gun-related deaths in America is not mass shootings. It's not gang violence. It's suicide. Right. And so with all of uh, our culture's conversations now about suicidal ideation, the importance of suicide hotlines, the importance of telling people that they matter, uh, the importance of helping people to realize that they are surrounded by people who love them and that they are supported and cared for and they're not alone and all those sorts of things. It seems to be completely at odds with uh, a state that's doing this. Completely at odds. But that same terminology could be used for those who would argue for the legalization of assisted suicide because I want to control my death on my terms and be surrounded by those I love in a compassionate, careful setting. And I, I know that I'm going to die and I don't want to needlessly suffer or, and I'm just causing expense and undue Mm -hmm. necessity for those who are part of this journey with me. Right. Yes. I think that that is a very small percentage of people that would utilize this. I think most of the people who would go to Vermont to seek, uh, what's it called? Medical assisted death. Medically assisted death. Are people who are devastated and depressed by something. I wonder what about that? So who makes a determination, right? You can get any I mean, any person who has an MD, or maybe maybe you don't even need an MD to be able to sign that you, paper. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. There's got to be. Uh, I'm just. I'm saying, uh, with wisdom involved. Let's presupposing the government is going to use wisdom here. Someone makes a final call. Someone offers. Is there? There has to be a prescription involved. Does there? I would think so. What? You're just going to go. Where do you go to to end your life in Vermont? I don't know. Do you go to a you know a death room or whatever it's called? Someone has to be in charge of the machinery, I would believe, to write a prescription for the drugs that you're about to ingest into your body. Mm, I don't know what the procedure is. 
But my fear is that. I don't think it's a free for all. I would hope it's. I can't imagine it will be a free for all. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me only because of the. Well, first of all, I, I can't escape my my worldview and my grounding in believing I'm, that God's not... the author of life. So I, you know, I can't I can't get outside my own thing on that. But I, I just I feel like it it doesn't take. You don't have to imagine for more than 10 seconds before you get to a point where you can see someone who's just very, very depressed going into Vermont and saying, you know what, I'm done. And the, all the people in that person's orbit would be clamoring for life. But there has to be some structures in place to allow this not to happen. There has to be. 101.5 WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page design will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. It's been another week. 
That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, I would say here locally, just about, you know, the, the morass of uh, cold and rain we've suffered through. Mm-hmm. And probably in a, a lighter note, which is ad nauseum for some people, the Steeler draft. Oh, my gosh. Right. Well, at least I don't have to hear any more mock drafts. I would also say people are talking about um, a three-game sweep by the Rays over the Pirates. But were there any big, you know, like theological things or worldwide things? I mean, mean, when you get caught up in that. I mean, people are talking about uh, Justice Thomas. Uh, oh and gosh. his wife in national news. And a lot can be and said about that. A lot can be said about Sonia Sotomayor in the mm. same way. Uh, but that the, the Sotomayor story doesn't seem to be as covered nearly as vociferously as the Clarence Thomas story. Regardless, it's a bad thing for everyone. It is a I bad mean, thing. Supreme for Court everybody. for sales. What? It yeah, seems and I like. think people are talking about um, the Wagner Group, this mercenary group mm-hmm. that Russia has mm-hmm. been using, uh, been contracting with to fight in Ukraine. That's a lot. Okay, I started out with bad weather. <laughs> That's it. What was a conversation that made you think? Uh, Dorothy Latell Greco, mm-hmm. Wednesday at 4.15, she talked about uh, confession as a marital practice, which I, I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'd never thought about that before. She insists that this is a major part of her family life between herself and her husband. And when her children were growing up, mm-hmm. they would do group group confession. I mean, that is gutsy. It I, is. It's really fascinating. I think it is, too. I, you take the lid off. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. Right. right? Yeah, Wednesday at 4.15. Monday at 5.10, we talked to Samuel James uh, about J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. And it was a really interesting conversation. Kind of traced J.K. Rowling's the author of the Harry Potter stories, and um, he kind of traced her uh, – engagement with the public in, you know, first of all, being, you know, being from a really sad, sad, sad background and life circumstance, um, writing the, the Harry Potter books, becoming incredibly well-known, incredibly wealthy, um, and then kind of going on the speaking circuit and then saying things about her characters, like how she thought they evolved or what they did or what they didn't do or how she saw them, which was very weird to me as someone who loved Harry Potter. Like, I don't want the author commenting on the, Here's the backstory. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, and then uh, dealing with so many Christians who hated the Harry Potter thing at all. You know, they thought it was witchcraft. They thought it was, you know, against their faith. And then fast forward to now where she is opposing the uh, trans lobby and saying, hey, listen, I need to stand up for women in women's right. spaces. And now the left hates her. It's crazy. So depending upon what decade you want to pin J.K. Rowling down, she's one thing and then turns into something else the next decade. And I don't think J.K. Rowling's changing. I think that the conversation in the culture is changing. Anyway, you can always check out what John's talking about, what I talked about, anything else you missed on our podcast, wherever you find your podcast, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. What are you reading? Listen, I, I wish I was reading The Great American Novel. But but I'm not. not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Again, this is the second week in a row. I've got a stack of books on my bedside table. They're also downstairs in the dining room. I walk by them every it day. Happens. I am not reading. It happens. Yep. It happens. Uh, I'm reading a novel called The House at Tinniford, which is by Natasha Solomons about uh, a Jewish girl who leaves Austria pre-World War II to safety in England. And it's, a, as you might imagine, a sad uh 
but interesting story. Also, I'm reading a book. Madeline Langle is one of my favorite writers, and I'm reading her Walking on Water, which is reflections on faith and art. Um, I've read it before, but I haven't read it in a long time, what, and it's something else. When are you finding the time to read? Um, I read before I go to bed. <laughs> I do that. I read two sentences in a month. I understand. Right. What did you eat? Well, uh, yesterday uh, was my aforementioned birthday, and so we went to uh, uh, Fauvon down in the Strip, which is a little tiny Vietnamese family-run restaurant, and we had pho, which was absolutely perfect. It's kind of like eating a flour in a way. Mm. I mean, noodles. Like a hot, steamy flour. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really... uh, Super tasty. I had uh, ribs in mine. Oh, um, yum. My wife had sort of like the Supreme, which is a mix of everything. Uh, excellent. All the mm, way around. I love it. Fauvin. You know what I've been eating? Hmm. I've been eating clementines or halos. We have like, two. It's my whole For months. job. What They are so delicious boom, right now. Boom. I can't stand it. I agree. They're I everywhere, love too. Them. Yeah. Love them. What did you watch? Okay, so there's a lot of things that are out there that we can watch. But you know what? I, again, my default here is... Turner Classic. Now, I, I don't get caught up in a lot of streaming stuff, but last night, okay, after the b- birthday festivities, sat down late last night, like 10.30, just as the 1948 film with Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall, Lionel Bor- Barrymore, Edward G. Robinson, Key Largo. Oh. John Huston wrote the script and directed it. It is outstanding. I mean, it's, it's the ultimate film noir. It's dark and moody. It's dangerous and violent. I loved it. I, I mean, the old stuff, Edgar G. Robinson and Bogut, uh, Bogey and Bacall, just outstanding. Key wow. Logo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm watching something completely different, which is a new show released on Netflix called The Diplomat, which stars Carrie Russell and Rufus Sewell. Oh. And uh, it's, it's a cross between uh, The West Wing, Madam Secretary... Hmm. And kind of the night agent, which is oh. another Netflix show. Uh, it is so smart. It is it is incredibly well written, and the acting. You know who Rufus Sewell is? Oh sure. Oh, he is. They are both. Uh, Carrie Russell's from The Americans. Mm-hmm. Rufus Sewell's from you name it. He's been all over the place in the last five years. It the acting is absolutely a plus. What's it called? The Diplomat. Okay, very nice. What hacked you off? Okay, uh, the United States House passed a resolution last week honoring America's relationship with Israel on the 75th anniversary of Israel's independence. But United States representative right here in the city of Pittsburgh, who covers Swiss Vale, parts of uh, Squirrel Hill, Allegheny County, she voted against this referendum. One of 19 progressives who said we do not support Israel which is shocking because the Tree of Life trial is going on right Right now. now. And so you've got someone brand new to the House of Representatives going, yeah, we're not really pro-Israel. Are you kidding me? Summer Lee, you could do better than this. I had a conversation today with my friend Ben, who lives in Indianapolis. And uh, Ben is is probably um, late 30s. Uh, he's a pediatrician, uh, he's married to another pediatrician, three little kids, and Ben has cancer. Mm. And uh, he's he thought he beat it, had cancer a couple years ago, surgery, chemo, uh, thought he beat it. And recently it has uh, come back. And I talked to him today on the phone, and I'm so hacked off that someone 
like him could be suffering like he is. I just, Ben is the most delightful, mm-hmm. kind, intelligent, mm-hmm. other-centered person. He's so young. He has little tiny kids. And uh, just, just the whole thing hacks me off. Pray for Ben. What was the best news you heard this week? May 4th. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I said the same thing. It. It's Did John's you? birthday. That's exactly what I said. Very nice. That's easy peasy. You both agreeing on the same one? Yeah, exactly. Oh. How about that, Gary? Oh, oh okay. What have you been listening to? Okay, um, I've been going back and listening to Duke Ellington oh. live at the Blue Note. Okay. And this song, oh. Billy Strayhorn wrote this because... There were directions to Duke Ellington's house. Duke Ellington said to Billy Strayhorn, when you're coming from Pittsburgh and you get to New York City, make sure you take the A train. And Billy Strayhorn wrote this song. And you, Kath, you're listening to what? Well, kind of... Kind of in the same vein. Hey, uh, like I've been listening to Harry Connick this week. Nice. This is from Harry Connick's album called She, which is my favorite of all of his albums. Love him. So may wait, so may wait. That's what the captain said. Down St. Charles and Esplanade. Here comes the big parade. There's no denying it, gold is hot right now. Prices are soaring, and experts are predicting even more to come. Not so long ago, gold reached its all-time high of $2,069 an ounce, and now it's inching even closer to that number again. Bank of America, one of the largest banks in the world, is saying gold will rise further still to over $2,200 an ounce later this year. Well, gold is already a safety net for your hard-earned money, and now, when the stock market is all over the place and the value of the dollar is uncertain, being safe really counts like never before. Noble Gold Investments is offering a 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin for any qualified IRA. A solid silver U.S. Mint-issued coin celebrating our national parks free with every qualifying precious metals IRA or 401k rollover. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com and use AIN as promo code to get a free silver coin. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Investing involves risk. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. (laughs) Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. 
seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Persecuted believers in Asia, they love their enemies, and they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord. This is Bible League International. Abir is a former Islamic leader in Bangladesh. When he became a believer, he was beaten, verbally abused. His home was vandalized. He was forced to move to another city, and he was labeled a traitor. But he holds to the precious promises of God he reads every day in his Bible. I asked Abir, you were beaten, you were cast out. It's so easy to hate people that do this to you. He said, no, I love that. Most of us here in America cannot relate to the level of persecution that Christians like Abir in Bangladesh and others throughout Asia are facing on a daily basis. Let's send them the word of God they need and crave to be able to endure and persevere. And that's why we're holding this campaign, Fan the Flame. $5 sends a Bible, $60 sends 12. Help us bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia by calling 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or click the Bible league banner at wordfm.com all right i would say the weekend really is here i think so too it's, uh, i feel good about it five what is it five fifty four okay so this weekend is the uh, annual pittsburgh marathon mm-hmm. Thirty-five thousand people from 50 states six continents and 10 countries are expected for this year's event. The course takes runners through 14 neighborhoods with more than 300,000 spectators. The uh, race starts at 7 a.m. on Sunday and uh, starts at Liberty Avenue near 10th Street downtown, 26.5 miles. Wow. Mm -hmm. I admire anyone who can even contemplate such a thing, let alone actually do it. Flowers by Fashion opens Saturday at Phipps Conservatory for their spring uh, garden show. Mm -hmm. Show features horticultural displays and fashion designs. Six fashion designers, costumers, and students from Carnegie Mellon University and Pittsburgh's Kappa School help create the menage Mm -hmm. of uh, fashion and flora. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the Young Artist Maker Market Saturday from 11 to 3 at the Mattress Factory. More than 30 local teens will be selling jewelry, crocheted items, pottery, and more. The event is free at the Mattress Factory. And Pittsburgh Saviards, their 85th season with the premiere of Gilbert and Sullivan. You ever seen the Saviards? No, I never have. It's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's opera. It's Okay, yeah. Gilbert and Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Got it. Also, uh, Remake Learning Days continues this weekend with multiple events that bring children together and caregivers. Remake Learning Days uh, part of Pittsburgh uh, Playful Collaborators series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the trip for that. Thank you. Uh, on another note, since you were talking uh, earlier in the program about your uh, birthday and your biscotti, mm, your I meatballs. Had, I had a biscotti this morning. Aren't they good? <laughs> and I had the meatballs this afternoon. Right. And Thank you're you. going to get a pie, birthday pie this weekend. I am. It's coming. You got five pounds of Swedish fish from I, your sister. I did. Right. And I also got um, hot tamales, um, almond jo- or mounds bars. Did you? And Heath Bars. And <gasps> Who'd you get those from? My wife. Oh. I mean, and I'm like saying that. God love her. I mean, stop. Please stop with the sugar. Right. I'm trying to lose. Right. Right? You're not helping. 
Anyway, I love you. keeping all that in mind, uh, Jenny Craig is going out of business after 40 years, <laughs> according to what, the Wall Street Journal job? today. They've yes. done their job. That's... Yes, apparently Jenny's done. Really? So, That's surprising. Yeah. That was a big empire. It was a big empire. What happened? I don't know. You know, Weight Watchers, I believe, was in place before Jenny Craig. Oh, yeah. To the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Weight Watchers has continued strong. What about these new drugs, these new they've, obesity drugs? They freak me out a little bit. Well, they're saying, you know... People are going to drop pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 35 more by taking a pill. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know. I I just feel like it's one of those too easy items. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And what about the health concerns? Right. The way to lose weight is, unfortunately, to eat less and exercise, which nobody wants to do. No. Most people at least don't want to do. That's how you keep it off. But that's the way you have to do it. And so just popping a pill to do it Mm. just seems like we're circumventing something important in nature. Something bad's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like too weird. I love the idea of it. Wouldn't it be (laughs) I know. Stick a little pill here. I'll be good to go. But, you know, my five pounds of Swedish fish, there's no pill involved there. Now, when you open that five-pound thing of Swedish fish, okay. I'm, I'm really kind is of it resistant. just one bag? It's massive. Okay. It's a gigantic five-pound bag. So it's one sister. bag. Yes. Okay, so when you open it, they're going to be initially very fresh. Right. But over time, they will degenerate and become rubbery, yeah? It's kind of funny bringing it up because I was thinking, can you freeze Swedish fish? That's a good question. Can you? That's a good question because you could put it in smaller containers. Yeah, exactly. I'm right? going to go to the movies. I'm going to have a little Swedish fish at the movies. Right. That's all. All right. Hey, thanks for being with us. We ran the, the gamut of topics here this week. And of course, our podcast is up and running. Kathy likes to say, How many outlets? Over 40. Over 40. Okay, you can, can freeze dry Swedish fish. Freeze dry. You can freeze dry. Uh huh. All right. It tastes better when left in the freezer for 24 hours, what? some say. Okay. So, yeah, it's a win win for everybody then. Have a great weekend, God willing. We'll uh, see you soon. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.